Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Get your coffee out. Sunny side up eggs, pancakes. Yes. The early edition of our Tiger Tailgating Show along with Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. LSU taking on Vanderbilt today in Nashville. 11 a.m. kickoff. Not used to these kind of early kickoffs for no. LSU, Herb. No, no. These are the worst kind, man. It's... uh. There we go. We just want to make sure we get another sponsor in there. We're good. These, <laughs> it's all good. We like it. I like it. I love it. Um, but now, man, this these 11 o'clock, 11.30 games are the worst for LSU. Yeah. I mean, we don't play well in those games, but today will be different. Historically, they don't. You're right. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They get off to kind of slow starts. They're used to playing in the, we, in the late evenings. We went to Vandy uh, 90, I want to say 97 or 96, mm-hmm. one of those two. And I think we ended up winning like 9 to 7. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was an 11 a.m. game, and we ended up winning 9-7 to because I threw a touchdown pass to Larry Foster, and our defense got a safety. That's how we got 9. So that's how you got 9. It wasn't three field goals. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, LSU, heavy favorites today in the, as they open conference play against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's 0-2. They've lost to Georgia and also lost to Purdue. Mm-hmm. LSU undefeated still at this point. Second in the country, I think, in uh, total – Total yards offensively. Defensively, Herb, you tell me. <laughs> defensively, they've been kind of leaky, surprisingly. And when I look at this defense, and I'm going, that's not supposed to happen. It's that The defense was supposed to be, quote-unquote, the strength of the team, even though they were retooling that offense. Are you concerned at all about this LSU defense? Um, yes and no. Um, I'm hoping that David Randall could get this right to sh- ship. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough. You lost one of your – um, not only physical leaders, but vocal leaders and your heartbeat of the team and Devin White last year. Um, and, you know, so it's kind of, I, get, I think what's been happening is um, our our passing defense has not been as well as we'd like it to be. Uh, we've been giving up a few yards in passing, a couple of touchdowns in passing early in games. And then you think about it, we played a really good Texas team offensively. Sam Ellinger is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Um, they got a lot of talent on the outside, so you know that you know that Texas game, you know, it's kind of a wash. That was a really good team. So, but the first half of the uh, this past game, it was just the Northwestern game was just you saw another really good quarterback was able to make some plays in the first half. And yeah, we just we just I mean we we weren't covering the guys we were supposed to cover. We were out of position. I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed so far um, on, with the defense is just small minute mistakes. 
um, assignments, um, technique, um, tackling, just, you know, things like that, just the, the, the nuts and bolts of, of playing football. Are these mental mistakes you're talking about? Some mental mistakes and some physical. So when I say technique, Both I mean, correctable. All correctable. Yeah, 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 all correctable. Yeah, if, if you want to tackle a guy, you got to go tackle him. Right. Right? And you can teach him how to tackle. Um, if you want to be in a cover four, you can teach a guy how to be in a cover four versus a cover two. So those are all teachable things. Now, the athletic ability is there. The want is there. The um, the drive, the passion, all of that's there. So it's just a matter of just tweaking those small little things, I think. LSU and Vanderbilt today at – I was going to say tonight. <laughs> so used to saying that. But this morning, this morning at 11 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Herb Tyler – Christian Garrick on the uh, American Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. The early edition. Get your Irish coffee out. Uh, eggs sunny side up or scrambled. Make Maybe make an omelet. Don't forget so, about the bacon, man. Come on. Bacon, I know. Got I know, right? Bacon. God, I had that. Are you kidding and, me? And a biscuit. A biscuit, all right. With butter. Filled with butter. Jam, maybe. Jelly, maybe. I don't really need it myself. No, just butter is good for there me. There you go. There you go. Some grits. Got to have grits. Yeah. Or hash browns. Diced, sliced, covered, and smothered. Okay. <laughs> so what are we, at Waffle House now? All right, hey, so grits are, grits or hash browns, if you had to choose? Hash browns. My dad really? loves grits. I like hash browns. See, I'm a grits guy. Super and loaded Joey's saying like that. super loaded hash browns. Now, also, the difference between hash browns, though, is do you want them chunked or do you want them sliced? I don't know. That's the difference. a difference. So, like, chunk would be like squares. Okay. Squares versus the stringy. Okay. Like hash browns. I don't like the stringy ones. I Are you a breakfast chunk. guy? Because I am. Oh, I'm. I can cook breakfast any day of the week, any time of the day. <laughs> Me too. Anything that you want: pancakes, bacon, eggs, waffles, anything you God, want. I'm I got starving it. now. Let's go. I, I'm like that too, though. Like breakfast for dinner. Yeah, for perfect. sure. Yes. I could do that all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight snack, midday snack. Yeah. Eggs scrambled or, or uh, sunny side up? It depends. Um, so if 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 I'm doing like a, a hot sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich, okay. See, I like it scrambled. Yeah. If I'm doing like you know grits, eggs, or or, or hash browns, eggs, and bacon on the plate, I like it uh, over medium. I'm the same way. Same way. Over medium. Mm-hmm. Phone lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. It's the food edition yes. of. Yes. Of Tiger tailgating here, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, and you look at this Vanderbilt squad, man, they've given up over 505 yards a game mm-hmm. defensively on offense, yep. uh, you know, for, to opposing offenses. So I would imagine the, the path for LSU is really to c- try to get after this this Vanderbilt defense through the air and also on the ground. I want to see LSU get their running game going a little bit. That's something that hasn't been quite as um, quite as I guess popular. It hasn't happened as in the way that I thought they would. They haven't really gashed a whole lot of people. Uh, so I want to see them get their running game going a little bit. They haven't. Um, I was talking to one of my buddies uh, the other day, and um, he, uh, he he's a former LSU running back, and he said that, and specifically he said that we're not doing exactly what you said. We're not gashing. We're not getting any plays longer than seven yards, you know, or six yards or whatever, um, which we're used to seeing from our LSU running back. So I think that um, – there's a couple of things going on there, right? Um, um, we're spreading the ball out so much and we're throwing the ball so well. These guys are catching the balls in the downfield. And then um, it's just, it just for whatever reason, we we don't have a spark at running back right now. I, I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I think he, he, he churns out yards. So at yeah. the end of the day, I think last week he ended up having almost 90 yards rushing. 
which was it's good totally in the totality of the game. But you know we like to see that flash. So which one is it? Do you want to see the, the steady, the the, the, the right, the steady and, and go and, and steady flowing, or do you want to see you know the ball thrown all over the place and then a, a, a run play, maybe a, you know a total of twelve running plays a game, and then you know you're only getting eighty yards. So, but at some point it's all going to come together because remember we're still tweaking this whole system. Mm-hmm. So one thing I do like uh, though about the running backs that they we're doing is we're getting them in the, in, the, in the passing game. So what do they normally say is you have an extension of the run by handing the ball off to the running back five yards down the field on the pass play. So that's like a, a run play. Yeah, I just, for me, I'm kind of, I want my cake and eat it too, if you will. Yep. I yep. want the passing game to be humming like yep. it is. Yep. But I also want to be able to, you know, line up against somebody and say, you know what, it's time It's, it's time to go in our four-minute offense where they got to close out a ball mm-hmm. game and, and yeah. everybody in the stadium knows that they're going to run the ball and they can still run it yeah, and do it effectively. We're not built right that like that anymore. I don't think so. I think I think we're we're on the tail end of that. Um, you know, it's but every it's, offense has to be able to do that, though. I don't know. It depends. It depends. Um, you know, you you have some offenses that can win by just throwing the ball. I mean, you never in a four minute offense. You're always in a two minute. You're trying to score points. Right. So, so in my mind, that's what I like. I like if I'm up by three and we can go score. Why not score seven? Why 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 run the clock out four minutes or whatever and then hope that you know we can we can either clock the ball at the end, not clock the ball, but you go in a victory formation at the end, or if you have to punt it away with 15 seconds left, give those guys an opportunity to score on a, you know, a lucky play. That is your innermost quarterback talking there. Absolutely. Think about it. all over the yard. You know what it is? Exactly what it is. Right here, I'm going to tell you. It's Thursday night, two-lane football. That's what it is. Man, why, how good was that? How good was that game, though? Awesome! It was a great. It was one of the greatest games I've ever seen on Thursday night football, especially here in New Orleans. I Shout mean, out to Willie night. Fritz for having the yes. guts to call that trick play that yes. he did, and, yes. then, and then ultimately Justin McMillan completing the pass. I mean, to Jalen McCluskey. Yeah, yep. I mean that was that was some inspired football, and and, I and hats it. off to the two lane program. Now three and one. Yep. Um, you know they they seemingly have some some things going on. Good for good for the wave, mm-hmm. roll wave, the angry wave, if you yeah, will. Yeah, 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 exactly. I like the blue the blue uniforms. They were nice. Um, I thought Justin McMillan played a great job. I I was actually pulling for Justin to win the starting position at LSU right before he transferred out, um, and Joe got the job. So, but I I think Justin's a really good player. I think he's going to do well in the in, you know for the green wave. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Here we are, Tiger Tailgating Show, brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, Joey Falgu at Master Control. Get your breakfast ready. Irish coffee, some eggs, some toast, some a biscuit or two, some bacon. It's the early edition, the food edition of Tiger Tailgating here on WWL. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU enters conference play today against Vanderbilt. In Nashville, and man, I say enters SEC play, but it's not the typical SEC start that maybe you would think. You know, it's not Georgia, it's not Florida, it's not uh, no, it's not it's not Alabama. It's this not. Vanderbilt team is they're in the SEC, but man, they got a long way to go before they're playing SEC caliber football. Well, you know, Derek Mason's been the coach over there for I think five years now, um, and it's just so difficult to turn that program around, um, and and he just. I, I personally, I think that he um, his recruiting has not been up to par, obviously. Um, but you have to find a system that you like, and then you can recruit to, so that you can at least be somewhat viable in the in the conference. This is di- it's difficult. I mean, to be honest with you, for Vanderbilt, it's very difficult. But I think they deserve to be in the conference. 
Um, and I think they'll play hard today. I think they'll try to defend their turf just like anyone else would. Um, so we got to go there literally acting like it's 7.30 game, right? Um, and then we've got to come out off the bus passionate, uh, in control of the game from start to finish. If not, like I say, we, we'll go up there and we'll end up with a 9-7 game. And we don't want that. And I don't think we're going to do that. But, and, you know, and, and, and there's a couple of things on defense that we talked about earlier. We have to correct those. This is a great game to correct those things um, and, and try to move forward and build on so that we, when, when we do get into that, that gauntlet of the SEC schedule that we're going to get into very shortly, um, that we're prepared for it. I noticed you're wearing your Stanford Cardinal shirt in support of your son. Your son went to Stanford. Yeah, yes, I like yes. it. I like it. Yeah, he, um, Matt, you know, he graduated in in June, uh, and uh, he's now working in What's San he up Francisco. To? He's working in San Francisco at a, a company called Prologis, and uh, they do um, real estate investing. They they buy, we analyze, and purchase and build big giant warehouses for Amazon. All these big giant companies. So he's doing that. He's working on Pier, I think, Pier 11 in San Francisco. He's having a blast. So nice. He's good. Yep. Good yep. to hear. Yep. Good. And your daughter is at Georgia Tech. How was that a couple weeks ago? Georgia Tech, great. Um, it, it, it was hot. Very hot. It was yeah. 100, like 105 degrees Whew. in the stands. It was. And it was hot. Um, but, you know, I, I was telling this to Jeff last week. You know, Georgia Tech, they have a, a new coach who was supposed to change his offense. And they're running the same offense. Now, I, I kind of understand Who'd why. Who did they get upset by? It was uh, Citadel. Citadel, yeah. Last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're running. They're trying to run. They're trying to do a little bit of a spread offense, but they don't have the guys to do it just yet, mm-hmm. quarterback-wise, right? So they're, still, so they're running an option from a spread formation mm-hmm. instead of being under center and running triple option. So, but it's, 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 it's going to take a, a little while. So. I'm going back to – a couple weeks ago, I think it was the maybe the opener or the second week. I can't remember the last time I was with you, but yeah, I'm still looking at that Army Michigan game and going, man, gosh, if Army could have just pulled that out, yeah, that was a great, yeah, that was great game. They lost by three, but nonetheless, uh, what stood out to you so far in college football as a whole? What's 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 kind of stood out to you? Obviously, um, I think the first thing I, I can say is LSU's offense, because I mean, literally, it's a national story. Mm-hmm. You know, how did the offense go from being dormant to what we see now? It's great. Um, not only that, but um, it's 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 really comforting to see teams like Tulane go through, you know, three and one, um, and they're taking guys from different schools. You know, Jalen McCleskey came from uh, Oklahoma State. Justin McMillan came from LSU, and taking those guys in, and they're making that program better. Um, um, also, in college football, I, I like to see. I like I, I enjoy watching Bo, Bo Nix play for Auburn. Um, as a true freshman to get out there the first game of the season against Oregon and um, in, in prime time and pull out a win. I mean, he didn't play great, but he ended up playing well enough to win the game. Um, and then, like, your story, uh, universities who were once the glory university like USC, um, they end up beating Utah, which now has completely knocked, I think, the Pac-10, right. uh, Pac-12 out of college football uh, championship. Uh, potentially, so um, so things like that is what I really like enjoy about college football. The other thing about it is just the the fans and the in the um in in watching college game day and seeing those those fans just go absolutely nuts on TV. I love it. Before we uh, keep going here, I just want to give uh, our thoughts, our prayers to the Mandeville community. Yeah. Based on you know yeah. everything that happened with Mandeville PD and and the uh, police officer that was shot and killed and the other one that was shot and wounded yesterday. That I know that rocked that community and. 
that's something that doesn't happen over there. They're, they're not uh, at all accustomed to that. Uh, I think it's been 50 years plus since they've lost an officer in the line of duty due to uh, a shooting or anything like that. So we're certainly yeah. thinking about the Mandeville community and Mandeville PD and all, look, all the police officers, not just Mandeville. I mean, just police officers in general. You guys got a tough job to yep. do. Uh, just know that we're, we we certainly think about you guys and support you guys, that's for sure. Absolutely. Hats off. All right, we'll step away and come back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back to the phones we go. Martin in Nashville. What's going on, Martin? You're on WWL Tiger Tailgating Show. Hey, absolutely. Thank you guys for taking my call. I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee. Today, uh, there's going to be a fundraiser going on during the game called Turner's Heroes. You'll see it on SEC Network. Uh, and this is on behalf of Turner Cockrell, who passed away. He was a Vanderbilt football class away from for cancer last year. And so one of the Vanderbilt backups set up this uh, not-for-profit, and we'll be doing a fundraiser during the game. Just wanted to give a shout-out to the LSU fans who are going to be seeing that during the game. And then also uh, wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Will Wade. Uh, went to high school with him, uh, uh, Franklin Road Academy here in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. Uh, we're really rooting for him. And uh, got a couple Nashville kids on your squad too, man. Jacoby Stevens and Jacob Phillips, man. So a lot of folks rooting for him, and we're really excited to have LSU in town. Is there a big uh, presence, LSU presence, up there? Yeah, man, it's coming up. You know, here's the deal, man. Like, uh, you know, I kind of understand that LSU is kind of the vampires of the world. You know, they like those late games, but it's like, yeah, they're waking up. They're waking <laughs> up. Yeah, they're getting their they're getting their food on. You man. seen a lot of a lot of purple and gold up there? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been great. Uh, actually, a lot. Uh, and uh, you know, like I said, the city of Nashville was excited to get you know. They got Georgia here a couple weeks ago. That packed the house. You know, when you got Vanderbilt games, man, a lot of the away teams packed the house up here, <laughs> right? Because, you know, Vanderbilt's got folks all over the country. So, so yeah, LSU's bringing it, man. They're, but like I said, they're they're getting it going now. They were a little slow getting out the gate. But like I said, they're, they're kind of like vampires, right? You know, like it's even tough for the 230 game, man. They, they, they love that night football. I, I understand that. Yep. Martin, yep. is there um, – so Vanderbilt is a school that obviously academically – is mm-hmm. is uh, in the top, you know, of the SEC. They they are they are at the top of the SEC schools, but are, are a lot of them out of town alumni. A lot of them come in town. Like in other words, I would I would say that LSU, it's more popular that they're all in state kids. Most of them are at least in, in state yeah, kids. Yeah, is yeah. Is it is it the opposite for for Vanderbilt? Hundred percent, man. And I'll throw this out there, guys. I'm a uh, I actually am a big Tennessee Vols fan. But I have the young man who played on Vanderbilt's football team. He worked with us over the summer. Obviously, we didn't pay him. He's a he's an intern at our at our uh, firm here, public affairs firm. And he came to me and said, "I know you know a lot of people because you're a local from around here. You know that a lot a lot of different uh, leaders in the community." And so, uh, yeah, man, that's how I got hooked up with this. So back to your to answer your question, that's basically it. Most of the Vanderbilt folks that we reach out to on this, man, they're in like New York, California, Texas. Actually, the number one theater school to Vanderbilt is uh, is Texas or state uh, to Vanderbilt is Texas. So. Yeah, man. Hmm. Similar to that of Tulane, a lot of a lot of Tulane alum are, are not necessarily from the state of Louisiana. They're Absolutely, out of town. man. And by the way, that was an incredible game the other night. Uh, shout out to uh, Jalen McCleskey, uh, man. That's that's awesome. And my buddy Scott Kushner down there in New Orleans covers Tulane, man. That was pretty sweet. Scott Kushner, yeah. Martin, thanks for the phone call, man. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, thank you, Martin. I I, I can't I can't say enough how neat it was on Thursday to have that environment at Yeoman. I mean, it's been a, it's been forever since they've had that kind of environment with that much at stake mm-hmm. and Tulane 
typically disappoints in that situation, right? Yep, yep. But they didn't Thursday night. They started at two. I mean, they, I think they were down two and eight. They were seven yeah. at one point, and then all of a sudden it started coming back. So I watched the entire game. I, I truly enjoyed every point of that game. Comeback victory for the Green Wave. They were yeah. down, you know, by fourteen. Even in the second half, they were down by fourteen at, at one point. So um, you know, just again, it just goes to show you Willie Fritz has got that program headed in the right direction. My concern now is how long can they keep him if he continues to have success? Um, you know, that's always the question at Tulane. You know, every time they get a great coach, you know, two or three years later, he's he's gone. But I mean, it's a stepping stone job, in in my opinion. You know, I think it. I mean, you just have to really love the university to stay there. Period. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show and LSU and Vanderbilt this morning at 11 a.m. Yep. And you want to see this offense continue to hum, and I think you will. Uh, the big focus for me has been on defense. Uh, it's been leaky. It's been mm-hmm. a little bit problematic at times. Mm-hmm. But listening to you talk, it kind of makes me feel better that a lot of those things that you're explaining are fixable and correctable mistakes. I think they're correctable. I mean, it's, it's not like the guys... And they're are, injured. They're banged up. Correct. They're banged up now. They're, but it's not like those guys, like, they can't physically do what's being asked of them to do. So, and if you notice in the first half of the um, the Northwestern game, I think, I mean, we, we gave up, what, 14 points? And then after that, we gave up, what, zero? Right. So, I mean, they, they righted the ship after halftime. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I want to see them... St- Start from that halftime of that game and move forward and gain and grow and get better and better on defense. For LSU's offense, we talked about the running game, um, passing the football. Joe Burrow has gone from basically, I think, 200 to 1 odds to win the Heisman Trophy to 5 to 1 odds. Yeah. It just yeah. goes to show you how good he can be and also how good this offense is um, and how effective it is. Would you Would you at all be surprised if he ends up Winning the Heisman Trophy. Not the way that he's playing now. I mean, right now he's playing with the likes of Tua, um, Jalen Hurts. He's got the same odds as, as exactly. Tua Tungvaloa to, right. to win the Heisman. Right. So, I mean, why wouldn't – I mean, I don't, I'm not – I won't be surprised. I think – you know, I think uh, Coach O really did exactly what he was supposed to do um, when he first got hired, which was find a way to change the offense, period. And he did a great job by letting Coach Innsminger, uh be the offensive coordinator. And then they went out and got Joe Brady as a passing game coordinator, which I think is excellent. One of the things you can't ever beat is giving, putting your trust into a guy. So what they basically say, Joe, we trust you, go. You know, they said to all the receivers, uh, Chase Jefferson and Marshall, we're going to put you out there, go. You know, and, uh, and, and they don't stop. And that's what I like. That's what I was telling you earlier. I don't really care about a four. You know what's better than a four-minute offense? If you can score two touchdowns in four minutes, right? You know what I'm saying. So, um, to me, they 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 they're doing that. You know, for a long time we've watched, you know, LSU get up in a lead of seven, six, or ten points, and then they go into an eight-minute offense, right? And we're just turning around and hoping that Linda Fournette can bust through the holes, and and he eventually does. But if you're if you're rushing the ball sixty times a game. You're going to gash him at least four times. Yeah, the percentages say so. Exactly. So, um, so, so it's look for the fans. We finally got what we want, right? And not only do we have what we want, but they're actually being successful with it. That's another great thing. I mean, look, I got to give Coach O a lot of credit. I wasn't a. F- I, I'll be clear. Yes. I was not. You know this. Yes. I was not initially a fan of the hire. No. I just wasn't. No. And he's delivered on what he said he was going to deliver on. Yep. 
and that is to assemble a really good coaching staff mm-hmm. and let his guys run run the run their run their deal. Well, he didn't. He doesn't interject. He doesn't meddle in their in their coaching ability, and he's delivered that with a great offensive uh, mind and Joe Brady, and a great plan. A great, I think, a very good play caller and Steve Insminger on offense. Dave Aranda is one of the best in the country on defense. Greg McMahon on special teams. I mean, he's done exactly what he said he's going to do, yep. which is assemble a really good coaching staff and kind of just be the CEO and just kind of manage it all. Great leaders um, don't do it all, right? They yeah. lead, they're in front leading, but they delegate jobs and um, positions to certain people, and, and they trust in them so that they can get it done, and they do it. And that's that's what, what Coach O has done, and I, and I truly appreciate him for that. It, it goes back to it's the opposite of what he did at Ole Miss. He tried to micromanage everything, right? Can't do it. No. Can't do it. it. It doesn't matter what job you're doing. If you micromanage anything, you will not be successful. I'm sorry, because no one person can do everything, and no one person has the right answers. Yeah, it, it, you're right. In, in every job, if you are in a position of authority where you're calling the shots, if you want to if you want to just micromanage everything, you're probably going to fail. You will fail. You've got to have lieutenants, et cetera, et cetera, around you that you can go, yeah, I trust this person to handle it. I know that'll be taken care of. So let me show you how how you feel. You can feel in multiple ways, right? Which ultimately end up becoming, uh, I guess, a group way of failing. So you can fail by not actually being good at what you do. Like if you're selling the product or whatever, you can't, you won't sell those products. Or you're going to fail at keeping the very best employees because they don't want to be micromanaged. They won't like you. They won't like the way the pressure is on them. If you can, if you can say, okay. I want you to do task A, B, and C, and go do it, and then they can do it without you meddling into it, that's great. Then that means that frees you up to do other things, marketing, um, promotions, things like that, to be able to go on more sales and business or whatever it may be. So I I think Coach O did exactly what he was supposed to do, Um, the exact opposite of what Les Miles said he would do the second to last year that he was there. I mean, all he had to do was that. all he had to do was change. He didn't have to touch the defense. Nope. All he had to do was bring in anybody. He'd still be at LSU. He'd still be there, you know, which is uh, which brings me to something else. Um, Coach Saban, did you see he was inducted into yeah. – will be inducted to the Louisiana Hall of Fame. And an interesting statement that he made was that one of his regrets was that, quote, unquote, he should not have left LSU to go to the NFL. Yeah, I think everybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> he finally well, he finally admitted it. Let's say that. I can't help but think that. So he's won five national titles at Alabama, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he won one at LSU before before going to Miami. Yep. I, I can't help but think, man, gosh, LSU could have had five, five additional national, yes. national championships. Or four, let's say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, uh, you, you don't know that for sure, but I mean, you would like to think that. He would have attacked that same that, that program the same way he attacked you know when he was at, in his time at Alabama. I mean, you would like to think that he would have gotten the same guys at at LSU as he did in Alabama and and had the success that he had. Yep. And you just think about it, you go, gosh, LSU could be sitting there with five or six national championships mm-hmm. when prior to his arrival they had one. They had one mm-hmm. in 1958. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's just. It's one of those deals where I, I think LSU fans, if they're being honest about them with, with themselves, I know that he's at Alabama, and I know there's some hatred there. But I think if LSU fans are being completely honest with themselves, they should and 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 would appreciate and acknowledge 
what oh, what, what Nick, Nick Saban did for this program. The, no, we, we we I think every LSU fan knows that. You just have the people who are stubborn who don't want to admit it, right? Yeah. But but ninety nine percent of the fan base really truly appreciate appreciate Nick Saban for for making help to make this program to what it is. Yeah, and it's a, it's a national uh, powerhouse program. Once again, Coach O, I think, has got them back there. It, it took a little dive for a little bit with, with Les Miles, but I think that the way Ed Ogeron has recruited and the, the program he's kind of rebuilt and the right. coaching staff he's added, I think they are one of those powerhouse programs once again in college football. And look, let's, say, let's make sure we're clear about the whole Les Miles thing. Les Miles, didn't, his tenure there was great as well. I mean, he won what one national, he won a national title. Had the, probably the best LSU team assembled in 2011 that we've seen. Um, but you know, toward the tail end, you know, what have you done for me lately? Is what people always remember. So the last couple, two, three years that Les was there was difficult. Um, but but yet and still, if you think about it, Les inherited a really great team, really great program from Nick Saban, and he did a really good job. For, for a long time there. So we appreciate less as well. Sure. sure. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, it's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU taking on Vanderbilt today at 11 o'clock right here on WWLAMFM.com. The food edition of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust breakfast edition, if you will, uh, Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, getting an early start this morning. Yeah. Speaking of food, Four o'clock tomorrow, I have a date with my wife and my grandmother. Okay. And we're going to Texas de Brazil in oh, Baton Rouge. Nice. It's like a Fogo de Chão. So, hold on a second. So, that's right in the middle of the Saints game, though. Hey, man. Look, when Texas de Brazil is the calling, <laughs> you got to go a walking. <laughs> Especially if the wife says you're doing it, you got to do it. Done. We had it for one o'clock, but she was like, nah, that's too early. I want, <laughs> she wants the, um, the, what do you call those? The lamb chops. They don't make the lamb chops for, oh, for lunch. So. Well, Happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah. Tim and uh, Thibodeau, what's going on, Tim? You're on WWL. Thanks, guys. Uh, Coach O is from down the bayou here, and, of course, we love him dearly. But I think he showed his true colors very early when he took over Les's squad after four games and then proceeded, if you recall, mm-hmm. to play Alabama to a standstill through half of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Finally succumbing ten nothing. Mm-hmm. Now that was with somebody else's, you know, boys. And then from thence on, as you guys have already stated, he put in the people that he could trust, and he has gotten the job done. He has. <clears throat> You're right, Tim. And you know, one of the things about about what's so great about that is that you see the actual rewards from all of the moves that he's made. And right now we're witnessing something that's really special in LSU football. LSU's a top four team now. They're they're in a playoff conversation. They've got that's an offense correct. that they got an offense that is yeah. setting records. They got an offense that has people talking. And that hasn't that's happened one. in Baton Rouge. And yeah. gosh, I yeah. don't know, since maybe Herb was playing. We have a, a a potential Heisman candidate at quarterback that hasn't happened since Jamarcus Russell. That's right. I I've been watching LSU football for fifty years and if you had told me that we would have a, a passing offense of over 300 yards, I would have said, forget it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right, Tim. Thanks, guys. All right, Tim. Great great job. All right. Thanks, Thank Tim. You, Tim. Dave in Algiers. What's going on, Dave? You're on WWL. Hey, yeah, Dave. Guys, uh, uh, I saw something on the second half kickoff of the 
Texas LSU game that that uh I didn't understand. I don't understand. So uh, I, I like an explanation. When when Texas kicked off to LSU to start the second half, uh, Edwards Alaire fair caught the ball at the half yard line, and uh, they put the ball at the twenty five uh, to start our possession. So that's the part I don't understand. How can you fit, catch the ball at the half-yard line, not in the end zone, right. but at the half-yard line and get the ball placed at the 25? Explain that to me, please. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. So I saw the same thing happen in another game um, this past weekend. Again, the kid was at, like, the two-yard line, and it was a really high kick, and he fair caught the ball, and they put it at the 25. I, I'm, I'm assuming that that's, a that's new the rules. Rule now that when you, when you fair catch a, a, field, a kickoff, that you put it at the twenty-five yard line, which is which is for player safety. Basically, is what it's all about. Ultimately, Dave, anything else, man? Did that answer your question? All right, we lost Dave. Uh, John in Covington, what's going on, John? You're on WWL. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, just morning, want to John. reinforce what uh, Herb was saying about. Uh, and by the way, Herb, lo- loved your tenure there. I'm a, I'm a fifty-year-old guy. I came up in your down in your era, so. Uh, so, so love you, Tom, at LSU. Hey, man, thank you, John. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, man. Look, look just to reinforce uh, two comments there, one about the Texas game and one about Saban, is that, uh, you know, look, I, I'm one of those that really appreciates his time here. Obviously, he got the program back on track. And, uh, you know, Les, too, his time here, he built a good, you yep. know, he carried on uh, what Saban had built. And, uh, you know, even Archer and Donardo, with maybe the exception of uh, Curly Hallman, you know, so it's kind of uh, a <laughs> – you know, it's all it's all that combination. But being in the medical field, I guess a concern. And after talking to some other physicians in the area, uh, you know, the uh, the amount of cramps that we had against Texas, and uh, even uh, Coach O making the comment, uh, not faulting him, but making the comment about we should have done more IVs at halftime. Yep. You know, hydration is one of those things, as you know, Herb. You got to stay ahead of. And yep. I was a little disappointed that you know these kids can get hurt, and we were playing at that level of competition. Uh, you know, you do exert more energy, uh, not just energy but anxiety and things that lead to cramping and mm-hmm. i just really hope we take note of that uh we have a better medical staff you know we have great medical staff so yeah, yeah look anyway. yeah, look jack jack marucci is one of the best uh, uh trainers medical trainers there is in the country so uh it, you know with I, I, you know one of those things that 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 really happened on that weekend because i was in atlanta that weekend it was hot it was probably one of the hottest weekends i've ever been seen in in my lifetime and um, and and like John was saying, you have to get ahead of all of the, the with the hydration. You have to be in front of it. And uh, you know, if 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 it were I, um, I would have definitely drank as much water as I could and bananas and whatever else you want to do before the game. But it was definitely hot. Yeah, look, John's right. You know, ultimately, I, I remember my days in the Marine Corps. Whenever we'd have to go on these you know, sixteen, seventeen mile road marches. We were hydrating three and four weeks beforehand. Right, before, right. You know, and if you weren't getting up in the middle of the night four or five times to go to the bathroom, then you weren't hydrating. Now, here's enough. the thing, too, though. you got to remember, though, that I'm sure that Coach O, Jack Marucci, and the rest of that staff yeah. was hydrating. These, these are guys. 19, 20-year-old kids, though. Yeah, exactly. They're going to do what they want to do anyway, you know. So, But I know that they did everything they could to prevent that, but sometimes you just can't. And on top of that, though, hydration for big guys – is different than for for the you know the receiver. It takes a lot less right. to hydrate a guy that weighs 
you know, 190 or, or, or 210 than right. 290 or 300, 305. Right. It's just, it's just physics. But it, a lot of the big guys were going down with cramps. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily skill guys and, and running backs and receivers. It was the big guys that – that are exerting a lot of energy. When you're 305 and you're, you're and you're putting out that amount of energy, and then the energy is coming back to you from another guy that's 305. Right. You got other guys that are leaning on you that are 305 plus. Yeah. It's it's easy to get dehydrated, especially in that heat. You know, yeah. you just but it's going to happen. But John's right though. We have to find a way to get ahead of it, and we have to find a way for that not to happen again because something more dangerous can happen in the future. I mean, we've seen. You know certain you know things that happen on football fields. Yeah, he casualties. I mean, it's not good. We we want to make sure we're in front of that. Joe in Mandeville, what's going on, Joe? You're on WWL. Hey, hey, Joe. How you doing? Let me help out, John. Here. Okay. Welcome to the Big Twelve. High octane offense, defense is continuously <laughs> gassed that they all get hurt. Yep. Okay. Yep. You'll be seeing this for the rest of the season until you get to your open date and you'll have one good game with your defense and then they're back to square one. They'll be gassed. They'll be pulling hammies. Why? Because you've got an offense that will move. Watch Texas and Oklahoma State tonight. You'll see the same Mm -hmm. thing where the defense will get gassed and they'll all start laying down. Plus, it's 100 degrees out there still. So, I'm just telling you. It is 100 degrees. This is what you'll be seeing for the rest of the year. So, Joe, this is what I say. This is what I always like to do. And I never wonder why defenses don't do this often. But (laughs) on offense, you have guys that cycle in all the time, right? They change receivers. Mm -hmm. They change running backs. They change, you know, tight ends or whatever. Why doesn't the defense change players? As well, I think it's a lot harder. And, and I don't, I don't mean I'll packages. I don't mean bringing in like linebackers and stuff. I'm talking about changing out corners and things of that nature. Let me tell you why. In order to be successful, trust me, I've been watching this for 15 years in the Big 12. They don't have an answer for it. You have to have 11 All Americans plus your defense that you have now in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? They're gonna know. Dude, I'm out here for the 50th play, and my hammies are starting to tighten up. <laughs> right. Watch what they're doing. I'm telling you. Yep. That is a problem, but it's a good problem to have. Now, here's you're the thing. Have to load up on DBs this is like what, everybody else. This is what Nick Saban was complaining about about five years ago. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what he was saying. Yep. And that's why he put in those plays about having to replace players when they replace players. Yep. Very then, astute point there. Hey, I like you, Herb. I know you what go. you're doing now. There you go. Love you. See y'all later. <laughs> All right, Joe. And that's right, though, because, you know, they kind of changed the rules. Like we're going to have to stop the play and let the defense you know, bring in some guys to be able to combat what the offense is doing. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I kind of wonder why they don't have more subs on defense. But then again, I understand it because defense is – it's just a different – it's a different, I guess – approach is the best way I can explain it just because offensively you're trying to get matchups right and then defensively you're going to match you're going to match those matchups mm-hmm. um but how how deep are they you know opposed to you might have four wide receivers that you really really trust you I don't know if you have four corners that you really really trust at the college level you may or you may not but you got to get to the point that point in my opinion because if you guys are going to keep going down cramping because they can't you know, run with these guys for four quarters, then you got to find a way to 
to get better in some kind of way. I don't know what you, what you do. And this has been the problem with the, he's right. Joe's right with the Big 12. This is how it's been. Mm-hmm. They have no defense in the Big 12. And let me not say it like that. Their defense is it has holes in it constantly, which is why you had the two the two Heisman Trophy quarterback winners from Oklahoma the last two years, and you may see another one this year. Um, but if you play in the Big 12, you're going to be a great quarterback, you're going to be a great running back, and you're going to catch a 1,000 balls at receiver. But, um, you know, we, we'll see. We'll see how it all works. But I don't know what they're going to actually do. But the guys cannot go down cramping. they got to take the time. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Winding down here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, Herb Tyler is playing the air guitar. Fly like an eagle, baby. Fly like an eagle? You got to fly like an eagle. How's your, uh, how is your air, air guitar, man? My air guitar is not too good, but my drums, I'm telling you. You're on point? All day. Air drums? All day. <laughs> <laughs> John in Luling. What's going on, John? You're on WWL. Hey, how y'all doing this morning, guys? Good, man. Thank you. Hey, John. Hey, look, uh, I just tuned in a few minutes ago, and I heard you guys talking about, you know, cramping issues and this and that. Uh, I've been to quite a few high school football games here in South Louisiana, and one thing I noticed that they do, and I'm not even sure if it can be done, college football, but they do heat and humidity timeouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kind of they have them set however they're going to do it throughout the game. Obviously not going to do it under two minutes and things like that. Right. But that allows – the timeout for the guys to come on the field, get these guys some water. You know, I don't know if it's usually a 30-second or a minute timeout. Right. But I don't know if that's something they can look at doing in college football. You know, that's a good point. throughout the year, early on in the season when the humidity's up, the heat's up, how these heat humidity timeouts in these games? John, it's a good question. I mean, it's yeah. a good good, good point. I mean, I, I, I know they do it in uh, the high school level down here, yeah. and I think they should. And I just wonder yeah. – I just wonder how they're going to do it at the college level so, because they're, you're talking about guys that are uber competitive and coaches are going to want to use that as an advantage than a disadvantage. Right. And, and right. the thing is, they're constantly hydrating on the side. I'm telling you right now, there's water, there's Gatorade, Poway, whatever they have. It's constantly on the sideline. Those guys are getting that constantly. Even in a regular timeout, they're being hydrated. Um, and then, you know, they have so many TV timeouts too. They hydrate during that yeah. time as well. So they they're not – they're almost scheduled, built in. right? They're built in, not scheduled as hydration timeouts, but they're there. John, good call. Before we push out of here, I want to thank Joey Falgu at Master Control, our executive producer and program director, Diane Newman, also Casey Wainwright, as well for helping us here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Coming up, it's the official LSU pregame show with the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair at Doug Morrow and mm-hmm. Company, and then uh, kickoff at 11 a.m. LSU and Vanderbilt. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, that wraps up our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Go get your breakfast, get your uh, coffee, settle in, and watch LSU take on the Commodores today at 11. I'm Christian Garrick, Simplify. I'm out. Herb, take us to the house, man. Love you all. Have a great day and enjoy some Tiger football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.